Hello everyone and welcome to Hot Stuff where we discuss current hot topics relating to Taiwan. Now today I've got a very special guest. In 2022 April, Karima started her journey to escape from Ukraine. She's now written a book about her experience and it is being published in Chinese. I'm very excited to have Karima on the show today. So welcome Karima, welcome to Hot Stuff. Hi, thank you. Let's let's start with your book. Can you provide a quick overview of, of what what your book is all about? Yes, uh, the name of my book in Chinese is uh, It's translated uh, I am from the war. Uh, so the notes are about war in the Ukraine. And uh, this book is like a diary, my war diary. But uh, in the beginning, I describe how it happened, how we survived it and uh, how was the life in occupation. Then I wrote about escape to Poland, to Warsaw. Uh, and uh, then my big journey started about my mental growth and how it changed me and changed my life. Because when the war started, I was one person. But after I left my hometown from occupation, I became totally different person and I wrote a lot about how it changed me and my opinion about life in and war in general. I I mean I can't even imagine what you went through. I guess it's undoubtable that that will change you as a person and and the stuff that you've had to have gone through. What made you want to actually write your experience down as opposed to just living with it? I had inspiration, to be honest, because when I was occupied, I had a wish. I had a wish that if I will be, a, if I am alive, and I can successfully go outside from this hell, I want to know everybody what the real war is and how it happened with just civilian people, because civilian people they are in the middle of the war, you know. I was just in the middle of the fight. From the one side is Ukrainian military, from the other side is Russian military. And you can just uh, die anytime in the middle of their fighting. And the real war experience, it's not like we read in the books, history books about war. It's not like we watch in the movie. It's more difficult than I thought, to be honest. And uh, when I here was in Europe already, I had many interviews and I got uh, the many feedback that it's really interesting story and experience and uh, it should be written down. And before I had inspiration that I want to know everybody how it goes, but I didn't had idea how to do it. Maybe short video on the YouTube. But then I understood that I should write a book. Then I started to write the book in the May 22. So right after you've left Ukraine? Yeah, just after months, I mm. started to write the book. Super important, like you've said, that your experience is there written down for kind of everyone to read and, and it will be, you know, also an experience, a narrative and history 
uh, which is super important that we have voices like yours. And I know that you previously, before war broke out, I think you'd spoken to Taiwanese media, right? Yeah. Saying that you didn't think the war would break out. What were your initial reactions when it did? The first thought when we heard the explosion with the bombs, it was like, oh my God, it's really started. It's like, it's very hard to explain like, by was word. It kind of our... disbelief? It like, was how is this happening? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. The first, uh, because it was uh, in the very early morning at 4 a.m. And the first thought, like, maybe maybe it was the nightmare. But mm. after the second explosion of bomb, we understood mm. it's not a nightmare, it's a reality. And then from that, tell me about your experience leaving Ukraine. How did you escape and and what was that kind of mentally like to to go through that journey? All the time that I spent in uh, my hometown during occupation, we were doing only two things every day. First, looking for the food. Like we tried to find any food there because we are occupied and the resources of food getting less and less every day. And uh, the second, it's uh, every day I try to find the way out. Mm-hmm. But after, uh, because we we couldn't get this green corridor for the for the civilian people. No, sorry, we got it maybe two times. But mm-hmm. every two times they start to kill people in the bus, oh, no. civilian people okay. in the bus. Wow. Yeah, that's why it was very dangerous. And my escape was uh, through Crimea and Russia. And I can explain why. Because if you yeah. see the map, my hometown is Kherson region. It's, it's the border with Crimea. So Crimea and the Ukraine, this part, we have uh, Dnipro River. And uh, if you try to cross this river to the Ukraine side, if you try to go up, they kill everybody on the road. If you drive a car, they just shoot the people in the car. If you try to go on any small boat, you know, like you, you see, you, you think that nobody see you, but they see you, so they shoot everybody in the boat. So it was too dangerous to go up to the Ukraine side. So the other side, if we go down, it, it's Crimea. I was looking every day at the map and trying to find which bridge, which way I can go to escape. And I was thinking about Russia, about Crimea, but I didn't have any friend who can help me to do it. But one day I found a friend. She's from my hometown, but she lives, at that time she lived in Crimea. Then she helped me to find the way, the bus who organized this big trip uh, from my hometown through Crimea and Russia to Warsaw. And we spent three, four days in the bus. We always ride. We don't stop for the sleep, for anything. We are always on the way. It was uh, the first impression when you leave the, this uh, war territory, when you go to the peaceful place. After, after that, at the first moment, I understood that I have very hard post-traumatic because before I thought like oh I'm fine I'm fine uh, I, I keep strong you know but 
Right, kind of like burying it almost. Yes, but the first moment when you go outside from this hell to the mm. peaceful world, it's like it's like misunderstanding, you know? You just uh, drive uh, maybe 100 kilometer and you can see totally different world. Because at that moment, when you are occupied, you, you, you feel like it's dangerous everywhere. But once you understand, no, it's dangerous only in the one point, and after you ride 100 kilometers, it's totally fine. You see the kids playing outside, you see the cars driving on the road, and you really have misunderstanding in your head, like how it's possible in the one, not just in the one Earth, in the one planet, just in the one small area, you can have two different worlds at the same time. Like somebody is dying and somebody is uh, living fine. It was very hard to, to understand at that moment. Why right. nobody can stop it? Why nobody can influence on it? You said you found a friend, you had a friend who kind of helped you escape. What about your other friends or, or family from your hometown? How did they manage to leave? And was it also, were there some people who stayed behind? Uh, when I said to my family that there is a way how we can escape from my hometown, they said, no, we will not go to the Russia. Because nobody knows what will happen with us if we enter inside their territory. Maybe they will took our passports and not let us go. Like nobody knows. At that moment, I understood that I should try it. Yeah, it's risky. I understand, but I should try it. Because if we don't try this more safety way, we will die here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just yeah. understood that there is that it's only one choice what to do. Then uh, when I successfully passed this way, of course, I said everyone who I know, say for everybody that this way is uh, safety. Like go with this way. And just one call and all my family, all my friends took their luggage and go to to the bus was this way. Yeah. Wow. So when you left, was it you traveling on your own? Uh, yes. Uh, of course, we had the group of the people. Right, right. But your, the, bus, the rest but of I your family alone. had stayed behind. Yes, 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 wow. yes. And that, that must have been a scary experience, like you said, not knowing if this would be a safe way, right? The uncertainty there, that, that must have been a lot to deal with as well. To be honest, I was happy. I was happy that we had this way because I was thinking, okay, even if they would took my passport, at least I will be alive. At least maybe not right now, but one day I will be free. You know what I mean? Mm. I had, to, I trust in myself and that yeah. God will help me. At least it's better than just die. Mm -hmm. I, I love life so much and after i understood that life it's very big present and you need appreciate it not just waste it then i understood that i should be brave <laughs> to save my life the only one way 
yeah that's very moving and and life is super valuable and I guess you've really got to take the opportunity and I'm very glad that it did work out safely and, and okay for the rest of your friends and family to join you. Now, back to your book and your, your your account, Diary of Things. Was there a part that you found particularly hard to revisit when you were writing it? Yes, at the beginning, the first part, when I describe very, very detailed the occupation and the way how I passed this way. Because I had to interview on the border in Crimea border and uh, Russia border when I uh, tried to enter Europe and it was very stressful mental pressure Mm. yes uh, from the Russia side and uh, you should be well prepared for this interview because if you say something wrong they will just not let you go out and for me it was very hard to write about it write about how many people died and mm-hmm. even my military friends who died on this war. So uh, the 30% of this book was very difficult for me to write because when I write, I start, I should come back to my memories, painful memories, and write it down. And I start crying, then I stop, then I continue, then I stop again. So uh, in the beginning, I uh, it. I wanted to stop because it was very painful for me to write it. But at the same moment, I understood that I need to do it. World need to know it. Yeah. And it gives me motivation, actually. And, and thank, thank you for going through that to provide your experience and account because it is super important that it's there. You touched on about how you, you realized when you left that you had you were suffering from PTSD and again here you said how you're having to revisit all those memories when you're writing the book did the process i mean you you know going through that pain again i can imagine was hard but process of writing the book did it at all help you cope with any of that trauma to be honest i thought it could be helpful you know it's like therapy just write down all your emotions and feelings i thought it could be like then like this but no and I thought when I will, when this book will be promoted, I should have a lot of interview, promote this book, and say my story hundred times, and uh, it will make me feel better. But no, it was it, with post-traumatic. It doesn't work at all. Mm. Maybe it works with a love story, you know, when you broke up with someone and you share this story with your friends. It's useful. But with post-traumatic, it doesn't work because, for example, it's a scar and you shouldn't always uh, rub salt in the wound. (laughs) Yes, you should be very soft and gentle to this scar. Mm -hmm. But the way, but my way with this book and with many, many sharings and presentations with with the book where where every time I'm telling the same story, actually it for my uh, mental health is uh, not useful at all, to mm. be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I can imagine. So was there, is there ever a, a point then either when you were writing the book or even after you'd written it where you were like, I don't want to do this anymore or I don't want to talk about yeah. it. I just want to yeah. get on with my life. Many, many times, many times. I just came back two weeks already. Uh, I came back from the US 
I was in Los Angeles in, uh, and in New York with the presentation uh, of my book. And in a day, I had uh, two presentations. And, uh, and it's long presentation. And every time after every presentation, I'm asking myself why I don't stop. If it's mm -hmm. painful for me, why I continue it? But uh, till the war in my country is still there, I cannot stop. Mm -hmm. I cannot yeah. stop talking about it. Everyone as well have different ways in, in which they process very painful memories and, and things. How has your peers, your, your friends, your family, how have they been dealing with these kinds of painful memories and experience? Oh, you know, uh, everyone's uh, mental health is different, to be honest. Mm. Because, for example, now I visit my uh, dad and my year four uh, small brothers and sisters. And uh, my brothers and sisters uh, also uh, were occupied like me at the same town. And I can see that for children, it's much easier mm. yeah, than, for, uh, than for adult people. I cannot say that it's not traumatic for them at all. Uh, for children, it's more easier. But for adult people, it's like, it depends how you look at this situation. If I were, if I were in uh, Kiev, because actually I live in the Kiev for last nine years already, and 23 of February, I come back to my hometown to visit the family, and 24 it began. And I was always thinking like, if I were in the Kiev, I couldn't experience all that happened now. But I believe like in a destiny, maybe someone say destiny, someone, somebody say it's karma, but the things that should happen with you, it will happen with you. You see, I were in Kiev. Actually, I shouldn't face with this problem, but yeah. I face with this directly just just in the beginning, you know, <laughs> I came yeah. there day before it starts. So for everyone, it's the lesson, it's the lesson and its experience. But how you live with this experience, for everyone, it's, it's different. Somebody work mm. with psychologists, somebody doesn't want to talk about it at all. For example, the second war, war World War II. II. Mm. So many people that faced with the second war, now they are old and when you ask them when you ask them about it most of people they don't want to share their pain with you i was working i'm still working with a psychologist yes and with my experience is it takes time it's not just uh, you uh, come to a safety place and after one two months you will be open no mm -hmm. if you really saw the war by your eyes you know you need time, maybe one year, maybe two years, it depends. Yeah. But after you lost everything, but you still have a trust and strength of mind, you have this power, wake up in the morning. You know what I mean? You know why you wake up, for what you wake up. Yeah. But if you don't have these thoughts in your mind, it could be very stressful for the people continue their life because they lost everything in a second 
they had a job, they had a home, they had a good life. Uh, maybe they were happy, <laughs> but uh, at the moment, just zero, just became zero. Yeah. And and where are you based currently? I still live in Kiev, but after whole Ukraine war began, I move a lot. I move a lot, four months in Taiwan, one month in England to visit my relatives, uh, sometime in Europe. I always move. <laughs> Is that a difficult thing in feeling like you don't have your permanent home like you used to? Is, is that, would you say, one of the biggest challenges that you have to deal with? Uh, yes, you know, in the beginning I was looking for this home, for the new home. I was living in Poland, I was living in England, I was living in Georgia, but in September 22, I came back to Kiev again. I understood that nothing better than home, and also I found the home inside of my soul. Once you found uh, the home inside of your soul, everywhere you go, you feel good. Thank you for listening to part one of my interview with Karima. Really, what an inspiring story. Uh, and it's just amazing that she's managed to still have such a positive outlook on life. If you're in Taiwan, do go and buy her book. I will include all the information in the description below. And we will be back with part two next week. So stay tuned until then. Bye.